touchback, boom. Got the money coming in, it ain't no issues. I just fuck a rapper, bitch, I should diss you. Got the Mackie Lemon Cocky, got the kick too. Serving nigga like no easy in my house, shoe. Your baby mama fucking girl, when the rich do. I just fuck a rapper, bitch, I should diss you. She suck my dick, she can't hold my face, she kiss you. Treat me like I'm alcohol, nigga, fuck you. Giant got a moment, not a nigga, fuck you. I put a middle finger up because fuck you. This money got me geeking up, nigga, fuck you. Red bottle with the burn like Frank Blue. I bought some BBS and she caught the chain flu. I fought the star B, bitch, I should thank you. Yeah, I was in my car, team from the beginning. She chopped my whole team, she seen us winning. We like live up on the Sunday, come see us living. Oh yeah. We are back, baby. Yes, yes, I needed a weekend. I was tired in a bitch, but I am back. We just gonna call this show Rapid Fire. A little bit quick. I'm gonna try to make this shit quick. Um let me start off with um Silk Sonic is dropping on Friday. Oh lord, we can soften the blow. Fellas, single fellas out there. We can soften the blow and try to bring a little bit of love as they're releasing, uh, I think it's a 9 or 10 track release. Anxious to see what they come up with because Anderson Pack's one of my favorite artists. Never was a big fan of Bruno until his last album, so that's a very interesting collab, so I can't wait. They also released a new single, Smoke It Out The Window. That's a bad motherfucker. But anyway, the toxic community has rejoiced as Toxic Ladies tuned in to the Summer Walker Show as she is subject to sell in between 180,000 copies and 215,000 copies. Ladies definitely won this week. And Summer got some responses from London on the track. Since this album is about him and mostly produced about him, London on the track just says, please buy the album. Please listen to the album. There's no resistance. I knew this dude was not going to give a fuck. Because whatever happened, happened. London is no longer with her. And these two are no longer together. But, you know, they're still working together. But no more really working together. Young Thug also had a response. He just basically said, fuck you, Summer. In a nutshell. Because she had a line about Young Thug. Like London on the track is trying to keep up with Young Thug in the hoes. Um, injury news everywhere is sad. We're gonna start quickly. Colin Sexton tore his meniscus. There's no word on how much time he's gonna miss. Michael Porter Jr. has a back injury. Oh man, sad because Michael Porter Jr.'s you know, main problem with him, which is the reason why he fell in the draft was because of a back injury history. So hopefully that's not serious. 
but he's out indefinitely. Um, LeBron James, um, his injury appears to be more serious. This is an abdominal strain. This is a lot more serious than thought. A lot of people, it was originally, he was originally supposed to miss a week with that abdominal strain, but it's going to be like four to eight weeks realistically, and that's going to take a hit on the Lakers season. It looks like they're going to be in the same situation as they were last year, rushing into the playoffs instead of being together, gaining chemistry. And Anthony Davis is questionable for tonight's game with a thumb injury. Now, it looked like last game that Anthony Davis left the homie Russell Westbrook on stuck. He left the homie on stuck. And it's very disappointing because Anthony Davis is a lot better than what we have been used to. Now, you know, I had debated about whether I was going to give Anthony Davis the hands and give AD the fade, but I'm going to be a little bit light on this subject, you know, because Davis is putting up decent numbers, but my thing is about being reliable. And the fact that he missed that last game with a uh, stomach injury or whatever, randomly, I mean, he just left Russell Westbrook out there to die against the Portland Trailblazers who ran a fucking train on the Lakers. And I just feel like this. Anthony Davis has all the talent in the world. If healthy, he's a top five player. I've stated this before time and time again, but if you're unavailable to be on the floor, you are not top five. You're barely top ten. If you're not available, you can have all the talent in the world. You can average 80 points per game. You still ain't shit if you cannot play every game. Uh, My thoughts on Ricky Rubio's big night alongside Evan Mobley. Ricky Rubio had a big night. Now, does it mean anything? Not really much, but much respect to do. Much respect to Ricky. He had 37 points and 10 assists. And Evan Mobley had a big night as well. He had a 26.9 rebound game as Rubio and Mobley just worked together to become to become a one-two punch. Now it's not gonna mean anything this season, especially with Sexton tearing his meniscus. But, Ben Simmons. Uh, The Celtics want Ben Simmons, but the Philadelphia 76ers want Jalen Brown. Now, they're going to have to wait on Brown if this trade actually happens because he's hurt and is is subject to miss the next two weeks. My thoughts on this is the Celtics should trade Jalen, should trade Jason Tatum. I know somebody else said that they should trade Jason Tatum, but... I'm saying that, too, because he was the one that was slumping. You know, it's common sense. I'm not copying off of one's opinion, but I happen to agree with that opinion. Yes, I understand Brown and Tatum are a great one-two punch. When they're shooting good, because Jason Tatum has not been good this season. He's been inconsistent with his jump shot. Now, 
if the Celtics had Ben Simmons, if they actually did Simmons for Brown, obviously, you know, that would be a good trade for uh, for uh, Philadelphia. Because Philly gets Jalen Brown. Oh, my goodness. Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brown, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. I feel bad for Joel Embiid, though. Joel Embiid has COVID, so he's going to miss, you know, you know, 10 days at least with the COVID. Doc Rivers said he's not doing too good. Um, But, yeah, Celtics interested in Ben Simmons. That's interesting because, you know, I mean, if they want to form a, a Simmons and Tatum duo, that sounds cute, but Tatum would have to get their shit together. Because, yes, the Celtics are devoid a true point guard. And that could help. But giving up Brown, I don't think that's a good idea. If you were to give up anybody, it would be Tatum or the parts around the Celtics. You know, if you don't want to give up Tatum, then the Celtics would have to give up all of the people, all of the role players, and the young talent with a whole shit ton of picks. Those are the two ways that you could do it. Either get up, give up Brown or Tatum, or the parts surrounding Brown and Tatum. And I'm pretty sure that Philly doesn't want that. Um, although I still feel like Anthony Davis has been kind of disappointing in LeBron's absence because in certain games... He does step up in certain games. He falls back. AD. LeBron's going to be gone. It's your team now. I mean, it was supposed to be your team before. But it's just something that, you know, he lacks leadership. I know everybody's not a leader. Everybody's not built like that or cut like that. But this is a different situation. You have the chance to prove that you are worthy. Because in New Orleans... You didn't do shit. You got to the second round of the playoffs. You beat Damian Lillard, who's not expected to win the championship every year. That's your only accomplishment as a member of the New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans. You didn't do much. Yeah, you put up astronomical numbers. That's cute. But you got to win. You have the expectations of a James Harden, of a Kevin Durant of a Giannis, of a Kawhi, because you have the talent of those guys. And you were underwhelmed as a number one option. That's why you had to go to L.A. to be the number one option with a very serviceable number two option in LeBron James. The fact is, LeBron and Anthony Davis both need each other's services because Bron and A.D. have not done shit without each other. Everybody want to say, oh, LeBron won championships. LeBron didn't win a championship without a serviceable number two and a number three option. Miami, they won with Bosh and Wade. Cleveland, they won with Irving and Love. I don't care what you want to say about Kevin Love. Look at his career numbers. His career numbers are just as good as Pau Gasol's. And Kevin Love was a third option, still putting up 18 points and 11 rebounds. I don't want to hear that shit. LeBron and Anthony Davis need each other to be successful. That's a fact. Russell Westbrook, I, 
I don't think it's fair that the Lakers fans are blaming Russell Westbrook for their struggles. Now, Westbrook does, as I said, before the season started, Russell Westbrook struggles in a lot of games, and in some games, he looks like Superman. You're not going to get consistent Westbrook, especially in a system that he does not know, and he's playing alongside two star players. Here's the thing. In order for this shit to work, LeBron James has to be the number three option. And Russ has to be number two, and AD has to be number one. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, bro, you're going to have to fire Frank Vogel. I hate to say it because Vogel cannot handle, handle these three egos. They need a seasoned coach. And unfortunately, the only one that I can think of is Mark Jackson. That's probably the only coach that's left out here that can deal with these attitudes and, and feel. But, you know, LeBron won't want Phil. His ego is too big for him to sacrifice the things that Phil Jackson said about him and his little crew, and his little angry crew. So, uh, why are the Warriors successful? Defense. If you look at the previous championship teams, those teams were, the teams that went to the finals, those teams were top five in defense. And the Warriors have the number one defense. Last subject. Oh, yeah, Gary Payton, too. Gary Payton, the second. Man, it's good to see him come up. It's good to see all the Warriors role players learning the system, and it's paying off. But Gary Payton Jr., this nigga can ball. I know his father is proud. Now, my thoughts on Zion Williamson. It's very disappointing to see that Zion's turning out like this. This dude keeps hurting himself, and he's out of shape. But Zion is a baller. Zion is a baller, and I truly believe that he can um, overcome this and play to his full potential. The Pelicans are pretty much going to be probably tanking and probably going to have a top five pick next year due to Zion's injuries. Brandon Ingram's not been in the lineup for the last few games. You know, the the surrounding players, they're playing okay, but yeah, it's just sad. Just completely sad. But other than that, that's my show. This is King Knowns Rapid Fire. King Known Uncensored, and I am out of here. It's just a little quick show for y'all because, oh yeah, I'm on. I'm going to be on Twitch tonight at 8 o'clock. You know, I thought I was going to be late, but it looks like I'm pulling up right on time for the Bulls and the Nets. I'm live streaming that game, and yes, that'll be the only game I live stream. I'm not doing two live streams in a night because I'm not going to tire out my voice, and I'm not going to tire out my brain. Good night and join me on Twitch 
twitch.tv slash kingknown07. I am kingknown07 on Twitch. Please join me for my Twitch live stream once you hear this, of course. If not, you can watch the replay in the morning. Now, I do warn you, this will... You know, the stream will skip a little bit, so you might miss a few punchlines of a few comedy, you know, a, a few pokes of fun, but yeah. It's King Known Uncensored, baby. Twitch TV. Join me for the Bulls in the Nets tonight. Holla back.